It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, and Bill. And welcome to the Industry Insider Podcast here only at Promo Corner. I'm your host, Bill Petrie. With me is two good friends, or our two good friends of mine, uh, Jeff Franklin and Stephen McFadden. We'll get to those two guys in just a minute. But before we do, I want to thank our sponsor. That's Halls & Company. You, better, you know them better as ID Line. And you may not know, they're a 48-year-old family-run company with a staff that literally has hundreds of years of combined experience, so you know they're going to take care of you. They have a fabulous online inventory program that distributors can not only use for badges, but also mouse pads, countermats, and they have an entire new line of fantastic coasters. They offer those free spec samples. And speaking of that, why don't you head over to their free self-promo website. That's selfpromo.idline.com. Go ahead and upload your artwork and uh, your specific details. They're going to produce 100, not 50, not 75, not even 90, 100 free re-stick it calendars with any logo you want. Those are those repositional decals that are keep your brand in front of your target audience or your client's target audience. Now, as I explained last time on the Industry Insider Podcast, the idea is that there are three parts of the promotional products industry. We have suppliers, we have the distributors, and then the always forgotten service provider. And the idea behind this podcast, we're going to take one topic each week, dissect it from all three angles, and hopefully at the end of the podcast, get a little more understanding and, and maybe even a little more conversation. I mentioned it last week when we kicked off the podcast that uh, we also have something called the fourth chair. Fourth chair meaning that we realize we are missing the female perspective when it comes to this podcast and industry goings on. And we want to make sure that we fill that chair. So if, if you're a, a woman in the industry that would like to be on this podcast for a future episode or maybe even two or three episodes, drop me a line at bill at promocorner.com. doesn't matter if you're a distributor, a supplier, or a service provider. We'd love to have you and your voice on. Now, I did mention my two co-hosts with me, Jeff Franklin, the National Account Manager of Headwear USA. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Bill. How about yourself? I am fabulous. Can't believe it's already been a week since we recorded one of these. It's insane, isn't it? It is. Stephen. Stephen McFadden, President of Perfect Promotions and More in Raleigh, North Carolina. Stephen, how are you doing? Doing great. Excellent. So I we, we all know what the topic is. There's no big mystery here. So why don't we just go ahead and jump right into it? We're going to wade into tariffs today, boys. Mm. Yeah, that's a big, there should be some ominous sound. We should, I wish I had a drop machine. You were mentioning, Stephen, you wanted to do a drop machine. Just, just imagine a big ominous sound there. Tariffs. Are they really impacting anything? If so, how? Now, about a week and a half ago, we got some news that the next round of tariffs are going to be delayed for a little bit. But we're still dealing with the tariffs that were imposed last fall. So uh, I think last time we started with you, Stephen. Let's start with you, Jeff, being a, 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 a supplier. How has this impacted you? And your answer may be a little different just because of your unique position. Sure. Yeah, I think uh, as far as tariffs go for us, I think the, the most important thing that uh, has affected us is just a matter of how do we approach the topic. Because uh, obviously when tariffs are imposed, they're imposed on when the product is actually delivered uh, through customs as opposed to when an order is placed. 
Um, and so in the situation that we've been in where, hey, you know, um, from September to January 1, you know, there's there's going to be another possible 15% that comes into play. And then that gets delayed, you know, but we've talked about, you know, we've act, we've actually had to approach it like uh, we're, we're quoting two different ways now, uh, you know, with the possible impending tariff and without um, and based upon when the product comes in, whether or not, you know, we've reached some type of trade deal with China or if we're mm-hmm. still delayed or whatever that situation may be, you know, it's going to be one of these two prices. Because um, unfortunately, the tariffs, uh, you know, they, they, we have no control over that. And obviously, if it gets, uh, if we get hit with it, then we have to pass that along. Um, you know, I think we'd mentioned last week sort of the, the slim margins that suppliers work on. We definitely mm-hmm. can't take a 25% hit. We'd be losing money. Sure, sure. Stephen, what about you? Uh, how, how, what, what have the, at least the initial tariffs, how have that impacted you and, and the threat of new ones? What have you done from the distributor perspective? Well, I think originally I was very uneducated on what was happening. I think last year when, uh, when the news broke, and matter of fact, we actually had an order um, that was being done overseas. Um, the tariffs came out and you know, the, the, the imposement of the 10%, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, went into effect, but the goods were done and they hadn't shipped from China yet. And so we have, of course we had a client that had PO and an exact, exact pricing of an order and can't, can't go up, can't do anything. It's already been budgeted, all this stuff. And, um, now we have to find, you know, it's like, where does the 10% come from? Like in order to get the products now into the States, we've got to find 10% more budget mm-hmm. and they can't unprint you know, 10% of the product, it's already done. So of course I played the leveraging game. Well, it's like, well, I guess you're going to have a lot of products that you can't use. And, you know, they're like, it's not us. It's that, you know, so it's this back and forth game trying to figure it out. But I think now, um, now that I'm more, obviously now that it's more front and center, we're using it as a, you know, a, a reason to communicate with clients. I think, uh, you know, we, we, kind of struggle and and with figuring out those those topics of why why do i reach out to a client that just randomly you know i I, actually bill i think i heard you mention this in a in a session it's it's a lazy salesman to just check in on someone so yeah it's my least favorite sales tactic of all time hey i was just calling to see how things are going yeah going fine they're going fine (laughs) asshat i've got other stuff to do let's move on that's right yeah so we've we've been using that as a as a reason to check in on folks um probably mm-hmm. since the beginning of the year, you know, just educating on people and how, you know, what, what's going on and making sure they're aware of it. So if they have projects coming up, you know, sooner the better, you never know, you know, so you've got these, you could go up even higher. So it's not a, uh, not, not a, uh, a threat because it's, it's real, you know, it could really happen. Um, right. And it could affect budgets significantly, but using that as a, a touch point for all of our, our customers, I think has been, been huge and they really appreciate that. So I was about to say, let me follow up with that. What do you tell them? I mean, from, from a distributor's perspective, what do you tell your, your clients? I mean, how do you prepare them for something that may or may not happen? You know, it's, um, it's very almost a vulnerable feeling cause you're out of control in a lot of ways mm-hmm. with, with something like this. So, you know, I just full transparency, letting them know, you know, Hey, j- I know you guys have a lot of projects. We do a lot of projects with you throughout the year. Here's some information that, that I've learned, you know, based on certain, 
you know, news reports and, on, you know, online sourcing and things like that and, and show it to them, you know, just this is going to impact a lot of the goods you order because I don't know if you know this, but a lot of your products come from China, you know, and educate them on where the products come from. So give them a couple options be like, you know, one, one way we could avoid a potential bigger increase is if you guys schedule some of your budget earlier in the year, maybe before this, you know, that March deadline, which now we know was moved back a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, you know, or we, we look at products that come from other factories or more domestic products, but give them some, some options up front on projects that may not exist yet. And we're getting a lot of good conversations about projects they may not have been ready to start yet, but now they want to, right. you know, so it's a, it's almost a, a forward thinking sales approach, which is, which is actually nice, which is probably the way it should be. So, <laughs> so. yeah, no, it's a great answer. Jeff, let me ask you this. Do you feel like it gives you any sort of competitive advantage? Um, I, not necessarily because I mean I think a lot of I mean most caps at least in our industry are uh, manufactured in in China right. um, there are certainly some that you know import from other countries uh, but I think the the majority of them come from China so I mean we're sort of all under the same uh, sort mm-hmm. of umbrella of that tariff um, I think you know where the advantage comes into play is you know how other people are handling it uh, right. so you know can we approach it differently and educate the customers and then be the um, you know, the industry insider, um, right. <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and basically just, you know, Hey, look, uh, you know, these could happen. Uh, and I think we've even had scenarios, uh, I know last year back in, in the fall, uh, when the first set of tariffs came through, I had customers because the way we were quoting, um, you know, I had customers call and, you know, typically would get some orders in, in, you know, the beginning part of the year and they would, uh, you know, and it's an annual thing. So they were actually trying to push their customer. They were using it then to educate their customer and try to push the customer to place the order a little bit earlier so that we can get them in before January 1st, um, you know, to, to potentially avoid the additional 15% that was uh, possibly due to land uh, January 1st. Right. Um, so, you know, hey, there's there's distributors out there, you know, using it as, a, as an opportunity to increase their budget or their sales this year. Uh, you know, by the, the a scare tactic almost, you know, hey, look, you know, the, mm-hmm. the price could go up another 15%. It's already at this. Um, you know, let's let's get these in now so that we can avoid that potentially happening. Right, the old used car sales thing. Hey, I know you really like that Chevy Malibu, but I just had a couple in here looking at that thing. And look, they didn't make a commitment, but I think they're going to be back. You may want to hop on that. I mean, if it's if it's honest, uh, you know, which I know, I mean, obviously kidding. tariffs are, you know, I, I don't, I just don't want to discredit any any distributor that's out no, there doing that because I mean, I think it's actually a very smart tactic. Um, well, you know, and it, like it Stephen is. Well, said, and it's an honest one too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, look, if you don't order today, it's out of my control. Yep. And prices may jump up fifteen or twenty percent, which puts you way over budget for the same product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get that, Jeff. Um, what? kind of discussions if you don't mind sharing what you can little inside baseball what kind of discussions did you guys have internally when the tariffs were were kind of you know there was a little bit of saber rattling before they were actually announced that first round what kind of discussions did you guys have internally uh whatever I mean, you can share yeah i mean i think the biggest discussion is just how are we going to how are we going to handle this because obviously when they come in you know the the, the duties and tariffs are, are you know like i said imposed when when the product lands so how do we how do we um approach the orders that are in-house now mm-hmm. uh, and basically it was a lot of just communication hey look call it we went through the you know all the um the drawers you know and went through all the job folders reached out to every single client that had a, an order that was coming in in that time frame 
Um, you know, and we either tried to get them to expedite via air in order to save, you know, that, that possibility of, of happening, um, you know, or, you know, so it's basically for us just a way of figuring out how are we going to handle it and how are we going to communicate it with the customers. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that was the biggest deal. I know when, when they first talked about it, um, the, the tariffs, it was in August, I believe, and I was actually at the factory in China. <clears throat> and so for us, it was actually an opportunity to sit down with the factory and discuss pricing from the factory and how, hey, look, we've got tariffs coming in, we've got this and that. And so it was an opportunity for us to sort of bring something else to the table on our end as well. Um, so we've just been you know pushing on both sides, so to speak. Great answer. That's really, that's actually really interesting. Stephen, what kind of feedback have you gotten from your clients? I mean, it, I think uh, it's it's always interesting when you kind of share in an open forum, hey, you know, this is something we're concerned about, you should be concerned about. What kind of uh, feedback have you gotten from your clients? You know, I think uh, most people have seen some sort of reporting by now about tariffs. I think the interesting thing is a lot of people don't realize it affects their products. Um, you know, the, the, the cup they were interested in or the hat they were interested in is a China product, you know, or you know, an import from China. Um, I just think it's it's kind of uh, amazing to realize how many things are imported in the industry, mm-hmm. um, all from one place, you know. And I think that's surprising a lot to a lot of them. So some people are like, oh, okay, so we can't do a we can't do a hat then. All right, well, let's choose a let's choose a, a tech piece. Right. Like, well, you're still in the same boat. Like, okay, fine, we'll do drinkware. Like, still in the same boat, you know. Like, literally, it's coming on the same boat. So. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it's interesting just to try to figure that out and, and kind of walk them through that, that process. As know. a distributor, do you mentally think of, okay, we've, we've got this potential 15% more tariffs coming. I'm going to propose product A to my client. But in my back pocket, I've got kind of a tariff uh, safety net that if the tariffs come in and product A now is over budget, do you, do you start planning for that? Or is that something you're just planning on reacting to should the tariffs hit? That seems like a great plan to have. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you, would have thought I, you would have thought I would have been a distributor for 14 years wow, or something. that's great. Yeah. Um, you know, t- truthfully, I mean, most of our projects, and I'm sure it's different from, from uh, distributor to distributor, but they're all new projects, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with the, with the exception of, you know, five, 10% reorder, you know, there's a lot of just new creatives. So most everything we do starts with a theme or starts with some sort of brand or, you know, it kind of, kind of evolves from there. So the A, B scenarios are just so difficult, but we do have some, some ideas of what we would do, whether it be, you know, all right, well, let's buy domestic stock or let's call a factory ahead of time and say, Hey, you know, is your current existing stock that you have, can you do a maybe a stock hold on that and keep it at the price since we know that stuff's not affected by the new, uh, going to be affected by the new, um, you know, import tariffs mm-hmm. if, it, if it hits. And so we've had some conversations like that with suppliers and they've agreed, yeah, no, you, we can hold this for you until you figure out your project because this stuff is in stock. So sure. we're kind of hedging some of our projects like that. Um, we have done, we have found some domestic um, locations, you know, there's a there's a couple factories we know too that are they're just finding other factories where they're saying, you know, hey, we've got a a, a plant in Turkey and a plant in, in China. So if 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 it becomes that China's too expensive, or it's gonna add one week to your production time, but the, the Turkish price is gonna be now lower than the the China price. So mm-hmm. they've they're they're helping us in a lot of ways as long as we're giving them enough 
heads up, um, a lot of our suppliers have been very helpful with figuring out solutions on our behalf because it's, you know, it's, it's impossible for us to know what, where each product comes from. Absolutely. See, I think people talk uh, or, or think a lot in the in the short term, and they think that that's a, a fix to leave China uh, and to manufacture <laughs> somewhere else. But every time that you try to go somewhere else, there's a whole another you know ball of uh, issues. Uh, the infrastructure is not there. The jobs, the job force, the the skilled labor is not there. Uh, quality is not there. You know, whatever it might be. And you know, at least on the hat side of things, uh, I, I'm sorry if you put a 25% tariff on my product, it's still half the price of a USA made hat or even more so. Sure. Uh, so the only thing that this tariff is really affecting, I think, uh, it, and I may get some hate mail for this, I don't know, but ultimately I think it comes down to just the consumer and the end user. Um, and Bill, what you were talking about with, you know, will that affect headwear, uh, you know, as a company? Uh, it, it could potentially. I mean, you know, instead of buying, you know, 5,000 hats, they might, you know, that might be slightly out of their budget now, so they have to buy something that's a little bit less expensive due to the tariffs. Uh, right. But on the same, you know, on the flip side, there's you know, two sides to every coin. Somebody that might have been buying a polo might now just buy a hat. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, here's the thing. It's one of those topics that's so far ev- out of everybody's control in this industry. No one has, I mean, I, I don't control tariffs. You guys don't. Paul Bellantone doesn't. Tim Andrews doesn't. So it's just something that's kind of foisted upon us, and, and we have to figure out what to do. Now, I'll tell you from the service provider perspective, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really impact me directly. I might have some indirect spend that's reduced now because it simply costs, you know, the, the cost of goods have gone up, but... If, to me, I don't have a direct correlation, so this is much more of a supplier-distributor conversation. Yeah, I have a question for, for Jeff, actually. I don't know if you can shed any light on this. Um, one of the things I was reading was that China themselves are going to try to combat a lot of this internally by lowering their cost of labor and cost of goods, which personally, I don't know how they would do that, but there's that's been a lot of what's coming out of China in a lot of the reports is you know, it may be 25%, but you may only see 10 to 15 when it's all said and done. I don't know. Have you guys seen anything on the internal perspective of being able to get costs lowered to offset the actual tariffs? Um, so from from what I hear and from what I gather, I don't know a whole lot of the ins and outs of, of what happens with the Chinese government and, and exporters. You don't. Um, but from <laughs> from well, I mean, listen. I'm the national accounts manager. I'm not the president or partner. I maybe one day I'll be at your level, Stephen. But as for now, um, no. But from from what I hear, you know, the the Chinese government is somewhat shady, uh, in the fact that uh, you know there's there's I've, I've heard stories of the factories actually going in at a loss on product. Um, and because they export so much of a certain product, the government actually gives them, you know, credits or, you know, uh, oh, wow. okay. whatever it's called back. And uh, so essentially that offsets them taking a loss and they end up making a lot more. But then, um, you know, they, they could potentially, the factories could then use that as a, oh, well, we're losing money on this. And they use that as a tactic. You know, they're pushing both sides as well. Um, but I, I don't know enough about it to really speak on it, but I have heard that sort of the, the government does kind of uh, in, incentivize uh, factories and exporters to do certain things that might be considered somewhat shady. 
Yeah, and, and I'll just chime in here real quick. I, I have no idea what they could do to lessen the, the cost of labor over in China. I think Yeah, that, it seems you know, silly. <laughs> it's, I, think, I think that's something that makes us all feel a little tense and uncomfortable just thinking about what that looks like anyway. Yeah, I don't um, but But, Jeff, you hit on something I think is real interesting and bears repeating. Is, you know, a lot of people think the solution is, well, shit, I'll just buy stuff here in the United States or I'll just buy it from Turkey or, or Bangladesh or wherever, you know, goods are produced. You know, especially with the USA question, frankly, we don't have cut and sew facilities like they do in China. Mm-hmm. We are we are not the leader in that any longer. Yes, there are cut and sew facilities in the United States, but to handle the capacity that uh, this industry commands, absolutely not. And, you know, Mexico has some certainly and all that. So it's not just as simple as moving it from one factory to another. It, it'd be nice if it was. It's not. We are a very... Chinese reliant industry, whether you like it or not, that's just the way it is. In fact, I mean that's any, basically any consumer good in our, our country. So the tariffs, you know, if if they continue to get pushed and they they do drop the second round of tariffs, it's going to impact people, and you better have a plan for it. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to any, spin this in a in a weird direction, but I feel like the promotional product industry being, you know, doted as a as a cheap product industry. Um, I mean, we everyone expects it to be cheap, but if we're selling more products that look retail, I mean, there should be room to sell things at a higher price, even if tariffs hit. You know, there should, there should. And I always prefer the term cost-effective to cheap. Personally, Stephen, that's oh, just me. Excuse me. Sorry. And you know, yeah, you can, know we, can we add those uh, the cringing sound effects right now? Yeah, Ooh. yeah. And you know who else is super <laughs> cost-effective? That would be our big sponsor, Halls and Company ID Line. We talked about how they're a forty-year-old family-run company. They have a great website for free self-promo, selfpromo.idline.com, where you can upload your own artwork and get a hundred free re-sticket calendars. Go ahead and visit that self-promo website and get those repositionable decals and keep your name in front of your clients. Boys, did we miss anything before we wrap this up? Steven? Someone? I I don't think we missed anything. I think we nailed everything perfectly. Wow. That would be not the most awkward dismount of a podcast (laughs) ever. So, gentlemen, I want to thank you again, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, I'm going to let the audience decide whether or not we missed anything. Comment. Yeah, comment. Yeah, that's right. And, and if you, you know, Jeff had said something fairly controversial, his email address is jfranklin at headwear-usa.com. He'll be very happy to hear from you. Would love your hate mail. Yes. Uh, all right. Until next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.